Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello geeks and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing consigliere. Today's guest is Miles Gift of Wingzone, and today's episode is brought to you by Exalts, Citroen Cooperman, and ServiceMinder. ServiceMinder is the platform for managing and operating home services brands, from tracking marketing efforts to delivering professional online proposals directly to clients, to lead capture, to automating daily tasks. ServiceMinder provides unique tools and integrations designed to make your brand stand out from competitors. See why ServiceMinder currently supports more than 50 home services franchise brands and integration partners. Book a demo today at serviceminder.io. Miles Gift is the VP of Operations at Wingzone, and he joins us on Social Geek for the first time today. Hey, Miles, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It was terrific meeting you in uh, in your current hometown of Vegas just a couple of weeks ago at the multi-unit show. That was a great show, right? It was a great show. Lots of energy. People were excited to be out and mingling again and, and you know, having those conversations face to face. And uh, we, we, we got a lot of great feedback and, and activity out of that show. Yeah, you guys were really busy over there in the Wing Zone and Capriati's corner of uh, the multi-unit show. Uh, well, lots of good food wings, happening, too. Yeah, exactly. When you're giving, giving wings away and giving uh, sub sandwiches, <laughs> some of the best on the planet away. Uh, people people tend to gravitate your way. Yeah, I, I only stopped by your booth like, you know, four or five times, you know, during the day and a half. So, you know, I, I was trying not to uh, trying not to, you know, take too much food. But uh, but it was alone, I'll just say. <laughs> but it was great meeting you and, and the team there. Um, I want to talk about Wing Zone, but first, let's talk a little bit about your background. What's your story? Wow. You know, it's like, where do you begin sometimes? Um, you know, born and raised in Missouri. And, and the last thing that uh, I saw myself doing was, you know, 25 years in the restaurant business. But here I am. And uh, you know, it started innocently enough. Uh, a buddy of mine came to me and was like, hey, let's do a restaurant together. And I was like, you know, OK, sure. You know, why not? That sounds easy. Um, right. you know, I, I can, <laughs> it looks I, like I can, fun. I like I food. Grill, yeah, I, I grill cheese. You know, it's uh, good. I got this. Um, you know, and it just it you know, it's it's a journey from there. And you know, like a lot of people, um, I've been a part of a franchise that, uh, you know, we failed at and which led to other opportunities and lessons. And, you know, I always say I, I don't officially have an MBA, but I do on my own dime, uh, you know, with this first venture I had as a franchisee. And so, you know, that's led to, to awesome opportunities, working with, you know, great people, leaders along the way. And, and um, you know, here 20 plus years later, I find myself in beautiful Las Vegas where the sun is shining and uh, with this great group um, this that, that is Capriati's and Wing Zone and, and um, you know, very fortunate for the journey I've had. I think Las Vegas is now 
the official center of the franchise universe. You know, it, yeah. it used yeah. to be it used to be Atlanta, and then for a while, I think uh, we were looking at Texas. I think Vegas is officially the home of franchising now. Um, so, tell us what's going on at Wing Zone. You've been there for uh, four, five, six months, something like that, at this point, right? Yeah, been here a little bit. Um, you know, Capriati's, which is the the iconic sandwich shop. Um, started in Delaware in 1976, but it's headquartered here in Las Vegas now. Bought the brand Wing Zone um, that's primarily in the Southeast about a year ago. And, you know, it's set on this trek to, you know, reform the brand. And we are getting ready to launch our first corporate store here in Vegas. And, you know, we're calling it 2.0. We're, we're taking the cook time down to, to two minutes on the experience for the guest and really reshaping the guest experience and expectations on what a visit to wing, you know, whether it's wing zone, wing stop, wing, wing and rings, you know, all this competition that's in this space, we are revolution, revolutionizing what the experience and expectation is. How do you get that cook time down so low? Is it, is it a process? Is it something it you've put in operations wise <laughs> or technology? It's a, it's a, you know, trademark pr- process that uh, we have, um, you know, come up with and, and there's some, some, you know, pre pre baking going on. And, um, you know, the product that we turn out is uh, bigger, juicier, and, you know, extends the life of your oil. There's, there's so many back of the house advantages of what we are going to along with, you know, the guest expectation and experience. Very cool. And that's happening in Vegas in June. The first one's rolling out. It is. We are, we are uh, on the calendar for a June 20th opening. Um, and then, uh, you know, more, a, a few more behind it here in the, the back half of the year. Excellent. Well, like I said, Vegas center of the universe now uh, for food and franchising, I think. So yeah. um, s- some of the other things that, that you're involved in, and it's all food related, right? You you just can't get away from it. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've uh, I've taken notice and started following your podcast. Tell me about the Cutting Onions podcast. Yeah, it's a you know it's a it's a fun um, adventure that I'm that I'm on with Bobby Shaw, and and we often say it's it's the best part of our week. It's you know we we video or tape uh, Thursday mornings. We just did one this morning with Stephanie Stuckey. With you know extremely excited for it to drop tomorrow. But for us, it's cathartic. We just, we get to talk about leadership and culture and and kind of reset on why we're doing what we're doing. And, and you know, that's been another part of the adventure um, that, you know, that, I, that I'm on is when I started, it was all about me. And it was about what can I get and, and what are my sales? And, and you know, as you, as you grow and develop and mature, it starts to become about other people. And, what impact can you make for other people, whether it be the franchise community or people that work within your organization, um, you know, and, and they get opportunities there or they go on and, and take what, you know, you hopefully have imparted on them or part of it and, and go off on these other opportunities. And, you know, for us, it's, it's just, you know, it's exciting. Um, it's a lot of hard work, but uh you know, I, I'm thankful every day that, uh, you know, I've, I've made the choices I've made and I'm on the path that I'm on. Yeah, I think you found sort of that sweet spot where podcasting is a lot like 
the restaurant business. It's not about you whatsoever, right? Yeah. It's all about the guest. It's all right. about serving the guest. And, and that totally comes through on your podcast. I, I hear it on every episode that I've listened to. Well, you know, I appreciate that. And that's, you know, that's our focus. A lot of times we'll have, you know, early adopters of technology or uh, restaurant leaders because we want to, we really want to accentuate the struggle because everyone has a struggle. You know, I'm sitting here today and, and I'm looking at things and evaluating things and I'm like, why, you know, this is so hard. Why does it seem easy for everyone else? And I mentioned this on the podcast this morning with Stephanie is that's the value. in I think what we're doing is we, we want to uh, be transparent. We want to be vulnerable in saying that, Hey, yes, you're struggling. We struggle and, and it's okay. And there are, there are, uh, you know, avenues, whether it's books or mentors or what, you know, podcasts that, that uh, remind you that the struggle is part of it and, and uh, just enjoy the journey, you know? Yeah. I, and I want to thank my friend, Allie Krauss, who was a guest with you a few weeks ago, who turned me on to you guys. She was like, you, you got to check out this podcast. So great. One more podcast I need to listen to. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. And you know, she was another, you know, it's, it's just those people with that infectious energy. Yeah that you know that's just just like you're drawn to and it's like how you you want to feed off of that and um it seems so you talk you talk to her and it, you know so many things seem simple but then you know when you have those discussions it's like oh you know even people that have all of this energy and make it seem simple you know they 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 have those moments you know and so it's like when you're in one of those moments how do you how do you come out the other side and so that's why that's why i think we enjoy you know, those conversations so much. And I think we've had sort of a collective moment over the past two and a half years, mm. especially in franchising and especially in restaurants, right? Where yeah. there were, there were a lot of times where people thought we're not going to make it, are we? Right. right. Like, like this is not going to work. And, um, and, and fortunately most of our friends came out on the other side, you know, unscathed or, or in, in some cases, even better than ever because yeah. they, they, you know, they stepped up, they went to war basically. And, and they, they, yeah. you know, brought something with them that they'd been developing, whether it's technology in the restaurant or something on the marketing side and they're doing okay. But, but yeah, there, there were some, some pretty uh, uh, dark weeks back in, uh, in, you know, mid 2020 where there were a lot of people in your space who were, who were looking at this thinking, you know, what are we going to do next? Because this is not going to happen. Yeah, you know, we, we went from, you know, experiencing what used to be normal, and you know, you were happy with a three to 7% sales increase. And you know, that's what you're looking at. And now you're running, you know, 90% uh, sales decreases. <laughs> yeah. So you're having, you know, you're having three calls a day, what's today going to look like? How's today going? And then, you know, you, you finish up at 1030 at night saying, what was the day like? And what are we going to start tomorrow with? And then it shifts to 40% sales growth year over year. And, and were you ready for that? And it's just been, it's been a wild ride uh, the last two years. Yeah. And I think too, especially in franchising, and like I said, especially in the restaurant space, um, if, if anything, the last couple of years have made us ready for anything, yeah. right? Uh, chicken shortage, we'll figure it out. 
supply chain problems, we'll figure it out. War in Europe, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and, and, and I think, you know, we're ready for the next crisis. We don't want it to happen, right? We don't want another pandemic or a war or anything else. But yeah. I think most of the people who have, um, who've, who've, you know, kind of stuck together over the past couple of years, we're, we're ready for the next thing. And I, and I think we're finally awakened to the idea that there will be another crisis, yeah. right? Yeah. It, 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 you know, maybe for too long, we just thought everything was going to go along with, with uh, no problems, but I, I think we're, we're ready for that. It sounds like you and your team are pretty ready for that too, just from the conversations I had with everybody out at the multi-unit show. Yeah. You, you know, you're, you're right. You, it puts you in a frame of mind where you, you feel like you have to be. Um, and, and I think it's changed our industry dramatically, you know, since the, the beginning of 2020 and, you know, robotics is one of the, the areas that that's shown up, I think, biggest is, you know, they, we've talked about that for 10 or 15 years, you know, and it's just kind of always been, you know, on the edge, but nobody's really taken the leap uh, in, in our space anyway. And, and so many things over the last 20 years have changed with, within the technology sphere of, of how you use all the all of these different areas except restaurants it's still typically you know um, you call if it's if it's pizza or some other place that might happen to have delivery you got you know you got that advantage but it was it was order go you know go in order either take it to go or dine dine in and and so now that's changed so dramatically in such a short amount of time that I think that's spilled over into everything else, um, you know, where, where we're getting ready with a, a company called Miso to, to test back of the house robotics, you know, three years ago, that was just something, oh, it's maybe someday. And, and the, the pandemic has really, you know, made, made the issues with labor and you talked about, you know, uh, procurement and then that's such a, a hard nut to crack right now with with the labor issues they're having and, and if you if they can get the product into their warehouse can they get it to you uh, because of yeah. driver issues and so so we're getting ready to, to test that and, and technology is something that we are looking at daily on, on what's next does it make sense for us how can we incorporate this um, you know does it make our restaurants more profitable easier to run which are both things that franchisees are drawn to, you know, is it easy to operate and is the money right? And so we are, we are at the forefront of, of using technology to shape our future. You mentioned something else there that I think is a positive outcome after the past couple of years. And that's getting rid of that mindset of, oh, that's, that's a crazy idea. Right. Yeah. That'll never work. That's science fiction. Robots in a kitchen. Come on. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we're to the point now where, just like you said, if the money's right and, and the need is certainly there for certain things, I think the next generation of restaurateurs and operators and franchisors are going to be very open to ideas mm -hmm. that five years ago we we thought was pretty much science fiction. Yeah, I th you're, you're spot on. I think you're you're coming into the age of the next generation uh, of restaurateurs that, you know, your experience in two years, three years, when some of these things get tested and implemented, uh, I think are probably going to blow our minds, uh, you know, from 
what we expect a restaurant experience to be. So, so, you know, I, I do a lot of, uh, um, networking and, and those kinds of things and talking with people both in our space and out. And, and, you know, this is a, a discussion that, uh, is exciting because we don't know. And, and 10 years ago, it was status quo and we knew what it was going to be like. And you knew what the expect, you know, do you put a drive through on or on your building was, was about as far as uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the conversation went. And now, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, robots in the kitchen, you know, making wings and, and doing all those things. And yeah. it's just like, uh, you know, what's next. Yeah. Now, now the question is, do you put a building on your drive through? Well, I don't know if we really need that <laughs> yeah, building or not. Yeah. We could, we could probably get by with, you know, a 10 by 10 space here in the middle yeah, of the parking yeah. lot. So, well, yeah, you know, I mean, you talk about that. That's the other thing is just the, you know, the layouts and the square footage that, that restaurants are using, you know, going from even 2,400 square feet to, to 1,200 square feet. And can we get by with a thousand and, uh, you know, really getting down the upfront costs because our dine-in business has gone from, you know, 60% to 10%. And it's just, uh, you know, what's sustainable? I don't, I don't know that we know yet, but um, if you're not ready for it, you know, you're going to, you're going to go, I talk, we talk on the podcast about some of the brands like the village Inn and some of these that, uh, you know, you, you walk into some of them and you think it's 1978 and, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and they, you just don't want to be that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, there's um, a lot has happened again, in franchising and especially in the restaurant space where some franchisors and some of their best operators um, will very humbly say things like, well, we were fortunate that we already came up with this terrific app three years ago, or um, uh, my, my good friends at Big B coffee uh, have this awesome concept of the, of the B cubed where it, it really is sort of like in the middle of a, of a, of a parking lot drive in to get your coffee and go. And, right. you know, they'll say that, Oh, you know, we were, we were fortunate that we already had that idea in mind. And, and I tell them, no, you weren't fortunate. You were innovative because you've yeah. been working on that for several years. And same with people who have, you know, a terrific app that they've developed or, you know, some other way to, um, to either uh, get the food to the customer or get the customer to the food, just like your robotics that you guys are working on. I don't think you developed that six months ago. I'm, I'm sure it's been in the planning stages and, and someone spent resources and time and right. money on developing things over a long period of time. And, and I think that too is something that I hope uh, everyone remembers that you can't stop innovating because yeah. there will be a big need five years from now. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you bring up, you bring up a great point. And, and I think you get that response of people saying, you know, we're fortunate because you just don't, you, you, you do what you think might be right, but you have no idea if it's going to be this, this huge failure or something's going to happen and, you know, it becomes this breakthrough. And so you look back and what you, what you know is that you don't know. And so as you're doing robotics or you're doing anything else that feels innovative or, or timed properly is what, you know, is when you started it, you had no idea if it was right or not. And, and so when something happens that you're able to take advantage of, you feel, you feel that sense of, man, I, you know, I, 
grateful. You're grateful that you started that three and you don't feel like there's anything special you did because you had no idea 95% of the time if what you're doing was relevant or mattered or would work. Um, but it did it, or, or something happened to make it that way and you feel grateful. Back in a moment after this word from Citrin Cooperman. Citrin Cooperman is proud to be the home of one of the leading franchising practices in the country. With over 40 years of franchise experience, Citrin Cooperman provides a full range of services to a vast number of franchise concepts. They work with the owners, operators, controllers, and CFOs of a wide range of franchisors and multi-unit franchisees to help them establish their brands and grow their businesses to the next level. The Citrin Cooperman franchise practice is comprised of experienced CFE-accredited professionals, providing franchisors and multi-unit franchisees the guidance and insight they need to minimize uncertainty, meet compliance and contractual obligations, and stay focused on building their businesses. For more information, please contact Aaron Chaitovsky and Michael Iannuzzi at citrincooperman.com slash franchise. Miles, the last thing I really wanted to um, chat with you about today is something that we started talking about when we were in Vegas a few weeks ago, and that's leadership overall. And this is sort of my favorite question of the year for all of our guests. What makes a remarkable leader? You know, it's it's changed for me over the years, and I kind of you know led to it earlier. I thought for me, leadership was was all about money, sales, and, and that for me was you know kind of the pinnacle of success if you if you drove sales and, and you flowed money to the bottom line you know you were a great leader and and so for me that's changed significantly over the years and i think for me um you know a great leader paints a picture a clear vision of the future you know what what do we want to accomplish first as a brand um, and then motivating people to you know row the boat all in the same direction towards that. So you've got to you've got to engage and you've got to motivate, and that's the what I think the second half of being a great leader is, is that time spent with your team or with people in the organization to create a culture that they want to be a part of and they're excited to be a part of, and they they wake up every day wanting to give more than they thought maybe they could at some point or or, or take on a position or a challenge that that maybe else uh, you know otherwise they wouldn't have because they're excited about what the organization is doing and so i think great great leaders create that they create the vision and then they create the excitement and the plan to go accomplish that vision you know that's something that not a lot of my guests have have brought up is that idea of investing time in the people on the team you know we we talk a lot about um, you know, being a servant leader and all of that sort of thing and, and, and having, you know, great ideas and, 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 you know, things that people on the team would want to follow and and are compelled to follow. But I think investing that time is something that maybe a lot of us forget about that. Um, it it isn't just, here's my vision statement, you know, follow me and let's go. It's really investing time in, um, in developing and maybe maybe it's more of a an aspect of coaching right of of really putting the the time in on someone 
who you see more potential in than they see in themselves? Yeah, I think it, it you know, it goes back to that culture piece and, and there's nothing more valuable than we have than our time. And, and I, I think when people see that you are not only willing, but, but excited to spend your time with them, um, I think that goes a long way to creating that passion in them, you know? And so um, it's not just a, like you said, it's not just a do as I say, or do as this vision says, it's let's do this together. And that's where I think, you know, the excitement and the synergy comes and, and special things happen. Excellent. Thank you for that, Miles. If any of our listeners would like to connect with you, maybe they've got some additional questions or they just want to learn a little bit more about what's going on in the operations side over at Wing Zone, where can they learn more about you? Uh, LinkedIn's always a great a great place. Um, the Cutting Onions podcast. Um, you know, we, we take all the subscribers we could get, you know. Um, Ring that bell. Yeah, ringling. Um, and, you know, and then you just miles.gift at wingzone.com. You can, you know, always drop me an email. And, um, you know, I love to connect. And you talk about, uh, you know, Vegas and what we've got going on out here. I've had so many networking opportunities just on a random Wednesday night or what have you of people that are out here at trade shows or in meetings and doing things. And it's a, it's a fantastic place to just come out and, uh, and maybe have an old fashioned, who knows, you know, um, and just, <laughs> and just talk about business. Excellent. Thanks for that, Miles. We will see you at one of those networking events very soon. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Before we go, a quick word from today's sponsor, Exults. Creating solutions and driving results for over 15 years, Exults is founded on the foundation of driving results. Recent demand is picked up in the digital human resources and recruiting space, and Exults is driving qualified candidates to clients. Exults also drives digital public relations online, allowing your franchise to control the conversation related to your brand. Learn more at exalts.com. Exalts, driving leads, driving results. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.